Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. The effect of this crazy information ecosystem and the way that it is um, sowing confusion and discord and, um, and like, and it's like I truly believe it is terror. It has the capacity to tear apart our democracy, and I want to fight against that. I do too. I do too. But I do believe that in that milieu that we're talking about, there are irredeemables. Ah, see. And I believe strongly that all work should be done to rescue those who show promise. But I do Don't believe that we, like I, I believe are that there are gone. so many irredeemables. There are irredeemable mother effers. Are we, did we start the thing? Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is not 8 or 2 a.m. Yes. You didn't oh, give my me bad, the time. My bad, my bad, my bad, my bad. What are you, what are you doing? Bad. On, me, uh, I get an extra one for that. Let's morning, do it. Up. Let's take it. Hold on. Let's, let's Wait, take it back. Again. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. All right. The time is 8.02. <laughs> It's still 802. That was, okay, all that right. was quite okay. we haven't gone that wacky. Um, you are listening to Good Morning, Aisha Saxon, Dan Barrero. Good to see y'all. Good to see y'all. That's great. Yay! Yeah. We have a lot to talk about. We have so many things to talk about. And you as always. As always. And you may have noticed that we started in a discussion. So let's So we're gonna go back to that discussion, but yeah. we're gonna bring you in from the beginning. Because I really wanna talk today about a thing <laughs> that is deeply like uh, a thing that's been on my heart a lot recently. I think it's a thing that's been on a lot of people's hearts and minds and just like really weighing on a lot of souls recently. And that is what to do when you really don't agree with somebody. Like when you, when you have that person in your life who is like crazy? Some about, of y'all like that person's at home right now. About something, right, <laughs> right, right, right. So if you need to go listen to this in another room, <laughs> right. you know, just take, take. Your Honey, what are you listening to? Is that Good Morning Aurora? Yeah. Ah, yeah. Sleep but on the couch. I am talking about like all of the many things that are currently dividing our our country's like national discourse, right? So mm-hmm. I am talking about your uh, people planting their thin blue line flags in the yard. I am talking about when you are, you know, when you were marching for BLM last year or vice versa, right? This, Mm -hmm. I think this hopefully applies to both sides and you'll see where I sit on a lot of these issues as I talk about it, but I think that it's on both sides. We both have some work to do with sowing democracy, but this is also like, your, your mom or your aunt or whoever who doesn't believe in the virus, right? Like right. the conspiracy theorists. Like your Uncle the Jeff who's down in the basement. This is this is the person you fight with at Thanksgiving every year. And maybe at Thanksgiving this year we'll resurrect this conversation. But um, so, I ain't eating with no damn dams. That's right. That's right. Right. So like those really divisive things uh, that just make life 
harder, like being in community harder. And right. what do you do with those people? And I think that the first question that I have for you is deciding if you want to engage with that person in the first place, right? Because you do not need to engage on like certain issues with everybody, right? right? right. Like, but I think that if you love a person and you want like they're your mom, they're your like there's someone who's been like your friend from a long time who just started talking crazy a couple of years ago, like if they're a person that you genuinely care about, like uh, I think that there is an ethic of like care and concern there. Like I think that sure, yeah. yeah. Um, for, for those of you tuning in, getting uh, engaging with people who that who you don't agree with who, who you don't agree with um look this is an important topic because as divisive as things have been there is a potential for things to get better there is we can do better i think so but i don't know if we're going to be able to pull everybody to the realm of getting along jeanette thinks we can i i have hope I'm an eternal optimist. I also think that this show is really devoted to that, like the the are, to yeah. uh, being able to have difficult conversations mm -hmm. with uh, with people from a wide variety of backgrounds, right? Because Live on we, air, yeah, yeah, because we are one big uh, happy Aurora family, right? So, so first of all, yeah, do you want to engage? You don't have to engage that person who sits at the coffee shop, like that you don't really need to talk to if you don't want to, or your coworker or whatever, like, but those people that you do. So how, how do you, oh, and I also want to impress upon people that just because they're wrong doesn't necessarily mean that they are bad people, right? Like, right, right. I, you know, and it depends on that. Like, it'll change depending on the issue a little bit. Like, just how much you're like, ooh, that's a little vile. But, like, just because someone's wrong doesn't mean they're bad. Like, in Aurora, 42% of voters went for Trump and 56% went for Biden. So it is not, like... You cannot assume that every person that you know and interact with believes what you believe. And, right. um, you know, like you have to assume that there are people who voted for the other guy. And maybe it's because uh, they want to see the downfall of democracy. And maybe it's just because they want their taxes lowered. Like, which is not mm -hmm. great, but like. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, uh, doesn't make someone evil. Right. Mildly misguided, perhaps. Good um, morning to Victoria, Maria, and Greg Ellsbury as well as well. Everybody. Sip it up. Everybody. Got BTP in the house this morning. BTP, good morning great. to everybody. Yes, we're all here. So, um, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is starting with empathy. Like, I think that that is your thing, right? Because we now live in an information ecosystem that is unlike anything that humans in complex societies have ever witnessed before right? right like so you now have the opportunity to tailor and you're not even doing it consciously most of the time because google is like oh this person's a liberal let's send them this news and this person's a conservative taylor t-a-i-l-o-r some of y'all might have been thinking taylor swift no that's not i also spelling. recommend that if you can find commonality if you both if the person on the other side of this argument with you also loves taylor swift you know like you find the common bond Right? You just get, you shake it off. Shake it. Okay, moving on. Um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, right. So you're looking at, like, people are just getting different information than you are, too. And so you have to excuse when someone is like, I don't know how I think about that. Or, like, I believe something completely different because that's what they're seeing over and over and over again. And this isn't just uh, what news they're choosing to watch. It's what is being sent to them, like, via Google, right? Because if I search something on Google and someone who has different political beliefs or different whatever, it comes from a different geography than I do, searches something on Google, they get totally different hits, which means that your reality is being shaped by algorithms that you don't even understand, right? Like, it's crazy. That's crazy, which means we don't have a common language. The thing that comes that comes closest in my mind to my experience here is I used to live in Vietnam. 
And uh, in Vietnam, uh, Ho Chi Minh loves kids. He spoke six languages. He was a great statesman. And he right. just desperately wanted the West to stop colonizing his country. Uh, but here in America, Ho Chi Minh is a war criminal, right? Like, right. And probably the answer is somewhere in between those two, right? He's so bad they named 75 miles of the worst road in the world after him. Like, <laughs> that's... <laughs> right. So, like, there's, th like... Again, you're talking two different e information ecosystems, but unlike the 1960s, now those two ecosystems exist right in the same sphere. Okay, right? I disagree slightly. Okay. I disagree slightly. Okay. Here's why. In the example, we do live in an information age. Yes. In the example of the person who likes the red hat type of politics, they're going to be inundated with looking, they're searching for that. But if they type in something like vaccine rate in Kendall County, mm -hmm. the CDC is going to pop up first of all. Now, if that person doesn't want to click CDC and instead they want to scroll all the way down to page five and, and read Red State Watcher or something like that. Correct. That doesn't mean so now that, 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 that doesn't mean that we, the people, are getting two different sets of information we are getting the same set of data this is that's a good true conversation that is true we're getting the same set of data but in that case if you're talking about a person who has already been exposed over and over and over again to messages saying that the government is lying to them they're going to skip cdc so the time is now 8 11 a.m and dan right? tells us don't start with they are wrong they probably think you are wrong. That's a good point. Correct. Right. That's right. right. Don't shoot. So, don't shoot them down. So start with empathy. Right. Uh, consider someone's pain points. Like what are what sort of things are they dealing with internally? Like that is, some ideologues are exploiting. Right. Like mm -hmm. so there was a lot of talk about this uh, when people were trying to figure out in the early days of the Trump presidency what what just happened, and there was a lot of talk of like, well, look, you have a lot of disaffected. Uh, white like males who thought that life was supposed to be easier and because of many economic conditions it was not as easy as they were to told it was going to be growing up and then suddenly like now they're looking for someone to blame right, right. like that plus, was a big plus narrative poor kids in Compton are getting free lunch Rah! like yeah. where's my free lunch is, right yeah, so yeah. like uh, but it I goes both getting ways free lunch in the 60s right but it goes both in the 60s <laughs> not me personally I wasn't alive in the 60s I'm just saying. That's some 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 also, reactions I've heard. I really, yeah, I want to talk about the colors of those meal tickets from my childhood at some point, but that's a diatribe for another day. Okay. So, um, but the so consider consider where someone might be coming from from their own personal experience. What's the thing that is like that? What's their internal ache that sure. might be influencing sure. this? Also, begin with the assumption that people are not trying to harm. Even people who are on the completely opposite side of the argument are usually trying to do good with what they, the information and the, that they have. So if you believe that abortion is killing an innocent child, of course you're going to be out there in front of Planned Parenthood trying to convince mothers to save their babies. And if you believe uh, and you remember like an era before Roe versus Wade when needing an abortion meant the very po real possibility of your own death right. and imprisonment and abuse and all of this, then of course you're going to lobby con Congress for the rights of women over their own bodies, right? Like it's a matter, like neither one of the, the sides are evil. They are simply like trying to do the best they've got uh, based on their own life experiences and what they understand about the world and how life works, right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. I think so, depending on the topic. Yeah, like, uh, when gentlemen get in the middle of the whole abortion thing, I get a little, like, eek, but... <laughs> Which is one of the reasons why I stay out that argument. Mm. I do. And I'm proud, you know, I'm proud, yeah. too. I mean, I, I understand, like, again, if someone thinks that, like, babies are being killed, then if they're going to have a strong visceral gut reaction to that, right? Like, right. of course you are. Of course you are. So, um, Norma Peterson, good morning to you as well. She's here. Good morning, Norma. We like to Yay! see you all the time. Here's the other thing I want to talk about, too, is torture. So, and not as, as in the is torture good versus it, is torture bad argument, right? Like, that's not, that's, that's dumb. But 
everybody What's dumb about it? Well, I think like well, because it's the same that it's there's nothing dumb about this argument. What's dumb what's dumb is like this is one of those places where people are going to like I don't want to talk about it in terms of uh as a two sided issue that gotcha. people disagree on. What I wanna talk about is the fact that I'm not for it, by the way. I, I was not no, right. that, that sure, wasn't. I'm not like pro to it. Right. What do you mean you don't like torture? Now that said, I did watch <laughs> no. a lot of 24 back in the day, mm-hmm. right? Jack Bauer Power Hour. Yeah. Anyway, oh, which is entertaining television, but it's not how torture works. So, in fact, everybody, uh, even the CIA, knows that torture doesn't work for extracting actionable mm-hmm. information, right? How do you get actionable information on who's about to blow up America? A pack of cigarettes, let him call his mom, and a bottle of water. You build relationships. Exactly. That's right. And not just like the person that you've pulled in for questioning, right? You build relationships out in the community, right? Right. You're actually out there working with the people who are living in these countries where there is considerable extremism. And those are like all of the people in those communities that you sit down and have a cup of tea with, right, are the ones that are going to... To be like, look, this guy's up to something, right? right. Yeah, yeah. Of like course. that is where action will making rapport, making rapport, from. people. And so that I think is kind of the thrust of my argument, which is getting what is do we have to get along with our brother-in-law who was at the Capitol on January sixth, right? And I am going to argue that, like, yeah we have to at least try to stay in conversation with people who are drastically opposed to the people who, I mean, like, like people who are trying to take down America. Yeah. You should should call the FBI on your brother who was at the Capitol. Well, (laughs) I'm going to, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. Shouts out to all the people calling the FBI on their family members. All right. So, but my, my, my main thrust though, is that we cannot stop being in conversation with people, even if they are drastically, drastically opposed. Because when you start with empathy, you realize that there are things going on that are not just this person being evil. And when you're trying to talk about how do we build a more just and a more uh, inclusive uh, society that marches forward, right? That long arc of justice that King is talking about. You don't do it by excluding people. You do it by bringing people into the fold. And you can't do that outside of relationship. Well, Dan says, how do you explain differences among family members with different political views? They had similar experiences and friends and family. Yeah, that's true. Because we all grew up together, but you just so happened to you know, vote a little wacky in 2016. Those cases, definitely. You can't I mean, throw out the baby with the bathwater yeah, at all in those, right? in those situations. Like, I, I have a cousin who uh, I love dearly, um, who is very much on the opposite side of the Black Lives Matter movement mm-hmm. with me. And part of that is informed by the time that he spent in prison, right? Mm-hmm. So, and not not like anyone was roughing him up and now he hates black people. That's not it. It's mm-hmm. more like he got roughed up by the cops and was like, wait, why are we excluding white people from this conversation? Like, police brutality is an issue for everybody. Right. So, like, again, it comes down to, like, understanding what's the root of somebody's thing, like, I get it. of someone's pain, right? And so he and I actually have really, the rest of the family, like, cannot stand it because he and I will get in these really, like, heated things, like, where we're, like, back and forth with each other. Um, but it's all, like, in the spirit of trying to understand the other side, right? And I think that's underpinning it, is, like, how do you try to, like, and we actually have a lot more points of, of um, uh, a, agreement than we have disagreement. It's just we've got a couple sticking points, and it's kind of like trying. And so that's kind of what I'm getting at here is like, how do we, you know, like we don't all march forward unless we find the the things that we do agree on, right? I am of the opinion for those listening that um, there are people who are irredeemable. Mm. I'm also of the opinion that there are certain topics. And certain uh, things that are um, that are just uh, deal breakers, and that's where I kind of plant the flag. I work hard to build the kind of society we all want, and I built this. I try to build the sandbox so that 
those who are like-minded can come play in the sandbox. Now, I know what you're thinking. Like-minded, well, you're not reaching out. You know, you're not you're not reaching the people who you're not even trying to get the the people who could be pers who could be persuaded. And I am, but that's by example. And I believe that they should want to just come play and still see how nice the sandbox is and realize how shitty their sandbox is. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is something that they have. That's that's they have to get to that on their own. Mm. I believe that. I believe a lot of people are ir I had this conversation with Sandra Gonzalez. Mm. But it was about um it was about um uh, criminals and deportation. Mm. Mm -hmm. She believes that under no circumstances, no matter how many people are affected by this person's crime and activity, even if there's been an 18-month investigation showing mm, mm -hmm. sales to undercover mm -hmm. police officers and gun trafficking, mm -hmm. that individual should not be deported. Mm, mm -hmm. I disagree. But, you know, that's how you make... Yeah, I mean, if you approach from, like, the your vision of the world from, like, a borderless society or something like that, yeah, you're not... It's going to be just, like, a completely different worldview. But you wouldn't give me a look. I'm no, just, it's, <laughs> uh, yeah. it's just a different worldview. Uh, so I have a heading here in my, my planned, this is a planned diatribe, y'all, um, about whether or not there are any deal breakers. And I'm going to go, I'm going to take the opposite tact. And I, you know, I am not sure that there are. And people are like, whoa, wait, I'm supposed to stay friends with neo-Nazis and skinheads and pe like free, like crazy ass people who like are in like Walmart coughing on folks because they don't think the virus is real. No. Like I'm not saying like you're best buddies with them. There is a difference, and this is this is a conversation about boundaries as much as it is about like staying in in relationship with people. Sure. Um, but I don't think that there are deal breakers, and the reason that I think that I mean I think what I was saying is this is sort of rooted in my like very like Christian. Uh, uh, belief that uh, in second chances, right? Um, like you just you get everybody gets a second chance to stop being shitty. Um, bleep, do we bleep on the podcast? <laughs> we don't got a bleep but, button, yeah. Uh, and I do believe that there are very, very real lives at stake here, right? Like when you're talking about um, the people at the Capitol, when you're talking about uh, the anti LGBT, you know, like people die all the time like lgbt people die all the time from hate crimes or from suicide right because mm -hmm. life is just so miserable for them trans people people of color right like these these are very there are lives at stake and i don't want to take that lightly but i also know that the times when people are changed the most are when someone has stayed in relationship with that person and shown them a better way, right? So one of the uh, examples I go back to a lot is um, my very, one of my other, my obviously not my favorite podcast because that is this podcast, but one of my, uh, hit the class. <laughs> one of my second favorite um, podcasts is The Confessional with Nadia Bowles-Weber, and it's this uh, Lutheran pastor who brings people on and they like talk about like their deep, dark stuff, right? And uh, one of the first guests was a woman who had grown up in Westboro Baptist Church. And uh, so she grew up believing that uh, God has uh, cursed America because we let gay folks be. Right. So um, she uh, but she talked about I guess she had some other interests that had her on the Internet and various forums where she was coming into contact with people in the LGBT community. And she was seeing like, oh, they're not evil. Oh, they're really nice to me. Oh, like these are people who would reach out and say like, hey, this Westboro thing is kind of messed up. But like, let's talk about these other like do these other things right and it was this constant exposure to someone who was on the opposite side of this um that was the thing that changed her heart about um about the lgbt community and she left the westboro baptist church and now she's and you know speaks about kind of what it is to to change your mind on these things people who unbrainwash former klansmen right like former white supremacists they, they do it 
in relationship. It's the same way as like trying to get actionable information in torture. Like Look, I, you I've build seen relationships. Those, I've seen those heartwarming sixty minutes episodes. They are absolutely but, not the norm. Uh, real I'll quick, Ben Tennant says, as someone who has changed political persuasions massively over the years, it does a huge advantage to reframe lots of issues. For example. Medicare for all being beneficial to small businesses, bottom line. Appeal to people's natural predilection, awesome. And you can, boy, that's the word of the day. Predilection? Yeah. Good job, Bennett. Yay. Or Bennett. Your name's not Bennett. Your name's Ben Tennant. we're calling him Bennett <laughs> Yo, Bennett. Him that's it. <laughs> Bennett. Uh, thanks a lot, V. Um, so, uh, excuse me. Appeal to people's natural predilection, and you can plant massive seeds with that level of deep canvassing uh daryl davis yeah you're right that's, and you that's can't that do that without was. trying to understand where someone is coming from so now, that's that's where i come back to like the staying in relationship people with people but good boundaries okay the time is 8 25 a.m let's give these people a little bit of news oh yeah 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 a let's do that smad, I think we're, I think let's we're, give them a little bit and we so you've it. been you've you've been in a diatribe today but this is actually a really good conversation because we need to continually find ways to uh make ground keep ground and build on uh relationships but uh real quick let's talk about the uh temple nigh israel they have a rummage sale that's going on thursday and friday august 19th and 20th from 9 a.m to 1 p.m located at 400 north edgelawn drive in aurora come say hello shop and support for questions or to drop off donations Contact them at 630-892-2450. That number again is 630-892-2450. Also, real quick, want to tell you that they are still having the drive for feminine hygiene products. Perfect. It's going until August 6th. Many drop-off locations and good friends of ours. Uh, Open Door Healthcare Center of Illinois, located at 157 South Lincoln Avenue, number K. Mutual Ground, 120 Gale Street in Aurora, and the Office of State Representative Barbara Hernandez, 540 West Galena Boulevard. Um, again, going until August 6th. Shouts out to anybody and, who And y'all, uh, another soapbox moment. Go organic, people. Go organic. You're putting it in your body. You're putting it up next to your body. Go organic. Word up. Go <laughs> organic. Moving also, on. want to let everybody know, once again, the DuPage County Expungement Clinic. Uh, October 2nd, that's a Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Clear your criminal record. What is an expungement clinic? I'm glad you asked. Volunteer attorneys will help prepare and file requests to have your record cleared for free. Uh, many things in your record may be eligible for removal or sealing. The team will help you walk through the process of clearing your record. This will be at DuPage County Administration Building, 421 North County Farden Road in Wheaton, Illinois, 601 eight seven shout out to circuit court clerk candace adams sponsored by prairie state legal services illinois coalition of justice and the 18th judicial circuit pro bono committee that's an extra word up good looking out yo the time is now 8 27 a.m okay listen i don't believe for a moment that this nice warm Fuzzy. We're just gonna. He'll be all right. He just needs to. You know, he just needs to learn the, the true history of Harriet Tubman. I don't believe <laughs> that we are going to change everyone. That is correct. Now you I, do. I grant. No, I don't believe that we will change everyone. I believe that it is incumbent upon us to give the opportunity to people to everyone to change okay that is different what if they say I, some no? people will die like what hardcore if they say no? racist some people will die in ho uh, hospital beds because they didn't get their covid shot because it was all a conspiracy some people will like di like will die having never been changed Did i tell you about the guy at edward hospital i used to work there who who whose last words were vile profanity no vile profanity Oof. this man it was it was an eye-opening experience i hope for my soul that i just i don't i had been through life. a lot in life but anyway he was incorrigible and they were he was smoking with <laughs> From a the bed no with a uh he was out there with the 
I would see him with the oxygen mask, yeah. the whole tank yeah. with his thing. He'd started, go downstairs yeah. and smoke. Yeah. But then one night, uh, you know, he was yelling and using racial epithets upon the highly Filipino staff. And um, I was leaving the floor and I could just hear this man just screaming profanities and like I hit the elevator button, the elevator came and by the time I went to like down from like the third floor to the lobby, the code button went off. Oh God. And then, uh, you know, Andreas. I got the, uh, cause I got the pager. So I had to get this, the crash cart to go yeah. right and bring it back. And it was that room guy. number three. Oh my God. Yeah. And I just thought to myself like, wow, he went out. Yeah. Just yeah, some people. So, but what about those people? Because you're saying that we should. Change. And I'm not saying again. I am not saying that everyone's going to change. I am saying that everybody gets the opportunity to. Now this is a great conversation. Now I also <laughs> think though, and here is the probably the biggest piece that I want to impress upon folks is that just because you have some kind of relationship with someone mm -hmm. doesn't like you do not have to be the martyr here you do not need to suffer because of some like some person in your life who is just crazy or racist or whatever it is right you get to enact boundaries and the question that you need to ask yourself over and over if you are like staying attempting to stay in relationship with this person is are they still respecting your boundaries mm -hmm. so for example like if uh you're talking about a person who doesn't believe in coronavirus and they um and but and they refuse to wear a mask around you and they're not vaccinated and you've got sensitive people at home and like all of these things right like your boundary uh can you can choose to be like no i will not see you until right, right? you cannot lower it but um if they are uh you know if they will hang out want to hang out with you and they're willing to set aside this highly politicized virus somehow got politicized uh and they'll wear a mask around you right? right like then maybe then and you're comfortable with that then then cool right that's a boundary you're allowed to establish your boundaries sometimes the boundaries can also be about talking about the issue too like sometimes i'm just worn out like sometimes my cousin and i i just like don't want to i'm like buddy can we just talk about anything else right and right. if that person it like and if they keep hammering at you and trying to pick at you then like that's a boundary where you're like nope walking away like I don't want to be I don't want to be in a relationship with a person who doesn't respect that boundary but if they're like yeah let's talk about anything else then cool right yeah. like boundaries um, when it comes to boundaries you also have to think about the power dynamic too is this someone who signs your paycheck or someone who otherwise has the opportunity to make your life yeah, miserable you right you are allowed to extract like extra like relationships romantic relationships where there's some other thing going there's some codependency issues like these kinds of things like boundaries uh you are allowed if you cannot maintain boundaries to extract yourself like it may be time to move on from that relationship right so what's your deal breaker what's my deal breaker um I don't know that I have or deal breakers. Deal breakers. I it always comes down to like the the boundary issue. It never really comes down to like this person believes something utterly vile. Like I um it always comes down to uh are they do they respect my boundaries whether it's about not talking about that issue or it's about like, you know, something related to it or whatever that's right. that's what it comes down to for me like uh I'll give you an example i have a friend who makes guns for a living like that's mm -hmm. his deal i'm super anti-gun because like uh I, i've had a friend who was shot in a drive-by before right like so it's kind of a visceral thing guess what we don't talk about <laughs> right and that's you know it's fine like um there's it's a it's really a matter of like what are you what what how do you feel when you're interacting with this person no i think that's good yeah. i think that's a good thing now i'd also say that boundaries go the other way too so like you can't force someone to get a vaccine you cannot i mean you could keep sending them articles about how COVID will kill them but that's right. not really respecting their boundary either right like you have that conversation is it not 
No, I don't think it is. That's not, so like if uh, you and I disagree on something and I keep sending you article after article after article telling you you're wrong, right? Well, How are yeah. you gonna feel? Yeah, but if we're if you're keeping if, I, if you keep engaging with me, yeah, so, and you keep coming back, we're like, no, I don't, I don't believe that bill that was just signed does that. Like, there is a difference between like in welcome engagement with someone on a mm -hmm. conversation, like in a heart to heart, like, look, I care about you. I don't want you to get sick. I really think that like it would be good for you to get this vaccine, and then, but then it's on the other person right to say like you're right thank you for caring about me i don't want to talk about this or like you can send me other information right, right. like that you cannot and this includes self-destructive things too right oh i care about them and i don't want to want them to die well of course you do but your meddling isn't about whether or not they're gonna die you your meddling is there's something that you're trying to control Yes, them. I no, I agree with you that. You know, so like they have to respect your boundary. You have to. You cannot encroach upon theirs. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can. I can. Yeah. I can deal with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I can. I See? do that anyway. It's a way to reframe. I right? It's a way we're reframing instead of going because like a lot of times you'll see this. Like I've seen this on social media a lot, right? Like these posts that are just like you're allowed to have your own opinion and be my friend, but you're not allowed to deny other people their human dignity and be my friend, or like deny or like deny the existence of this thing and be my friend I or whatever, it. right? And I'm like, that is not. That's not it. It's not. The disagreement it's the respect for the other person right um all right let's do the montgomery so let's well, so i think that's got, yeah think yeah that's we, it. We i beat, think that's my diet that horse is, is it's, it's dead yeah it's, yeah that's it's okay. dead all right all right the time is now 8 36 a.m you're listening to jeanette's playing it's, on good morning it's road. It's all news City's from first. here on out so if you're sick of hearing Daily me whine about this news podcast <laughs> all right so uh what do we what else we got we got oh we got montgomery has a or might get rid of a dam what's the deal with yeah this? yeah yeah so uh montgomery has entered into an iga it's an intergovernmental agreement which is just like we signed a piece of paper saying like yeah you're allowed to do this thing um with the state uh and they're going to they're researching the different options for what would have and basically what are the implications of pulling out uh the dam in montgomery right which is a pretty big one like you cannot yeah what's what's pulling out a dam look like what's like, uh, <laughs> i really can i just say that oh, like, you can just, personally yes, yeah. really hope control it involves, alt delete that's how you get through yeah i really hope it involves an awful lot of dynamite but i doubt that it does like <laughs> Wouldn't right. that be more fun? Um, no, so, you know, Montgomery's got that dam down there uh, by um, Grays Miller, whatever they call it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and um, it uh, dams along the Fox River are really problematic. They were built a uh, hundred some odd years ago because we had all this industry along the river. We don't have all that industry along the river, which is why we have, you know, eagles and fish and stuff again. Right. Who, who would have thought if we would just stop dumping chemicals in the water? Got all these birds of prey Holy like, <laughs> like look at that like is what are we gonna do with all this wildlife right. <laughs> who would think um but so uh the reason that the dams went in is they provided hydroelectric power for all of these factories um and now there's this there's been a movement and it comes it's over it's like it's like this every five to ten year cycle of like what if we pull the dams out and then like usually there's some economic collapse or there's some like local backlash because people like the fishing right by the dam or something like that and then they give up and then another five years come by or something like that and people are like what if we pulled the dam out like so ah. <laughs> it's and i feel like this has been like look i've lived on the banks of this river for 30 years um 26 years i'm 26 i've lived <laughs> uh, and and so this is always coming up and all I can say is that I really hope that Montgomery and the state and the feds right because it, it costs a lot of money to pull these dams out so usually there's like state and federal matches that they pull this thing out because what it would do is open up the river for recreation along it right so now you'd be able to like put your kayak in 
up in uh, Aurora, right? And then float all the way down. And it would take you at this point, just taking out the one dam in Montgomery would allow you to get all the way down to Yorkville without right. having, having to hit another dam. And then in Yorkville, they even have that, like they've got the chute, like a kayak chute where we- Yeah, once... uh, York, they had a, a water park or something. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a little whitewater course that kind of goes along the side of mm -hmm. the dam where once upon a time, um, I put a bunch of mares through there and some of them fell into the water, which I won't, I won't name names. Um, that must have been some good Ameri good old Americana. You it know was, what I'm saying? yeah, I won't name names. Dale Berman of North Aurora, who definitely toppled over, but good for him because he was 80 and he's like, no, I'm going down this course. I am going that, like, I'm 80. When am I going to get the chance yeah. to go down a whitewater course again? So, like, Dale Berman. Dale Berman, yeah. I hear, um, I've heard good things about Mr. Berman. Yeah. Uh, so all, all I can say is that he was game to go down the, the Whitewater. Nice. Whitewater Shouts out. Anyway. Shouts out to Dale Berman. So it would open up this whole chunk of the river for recreational purposes, right? It's a shallow part. It would make it a really easy like place you can go. You can tube down it. You know, you can, you can kayak down it. Um, yeah, it does change the ecology of the river, but basically it's restoring it back to how it was supposed to do. So you guys I'm, get your tourism on. That's right. And um, most importantly, like, you know, you could start at the roundhouse, right? Get you a beer there and then float down and then, like, end up at OBC, Oswego Brewing, right? And then get you a beer there. And you just, like, there's I would like recommend drinking tour. on, I'd recommend drinking on water only to the pro. It's a very, it's a very shallow river. I feel like you got to. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, like I said, yeah, like but I said. Keep the life vest on. You'll be fine. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, stay tuned for that. To I like, I'm really in favor of it. Uh, I think that's good stuff. So this, the link to this will be put in the chat for you guys to read at your leisure. The time is 8:41 a.m. Now look, I want to talk about something else. Yeah, we got other besides things. Besides the well, 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 let's talk about other things. Here, here's the thing. Look, so we got a we got a river. We got a river. Montgomery's got a dam. They got a dam. But did you know, and did you guys at home know? I'm talking. We talking to y'all. Talk to the people. Listen, how you guys doing out there? Good morning. Are we? You're watching. Is it to the camera? You're There's watching. Two good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We got two of them. We got two of them for you guys at home. That's we good. are here, Jeanette, explaining, <laughs> uh, up in this thing. Listen, did you know that there's apartments coming to yeah. right next to River Edge Park? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they approved that. Uh, this week and they're going in um, to the like so currently there's a parking lot the door, yeah. between um, the Aurora Township building and the Jake's Bagels right so think of where you go for your bagels get bagel sandwiches that's where the cops always lurk at yeah they do uh, lurk they, they do. way in the back by the dumpsters they lurk do. It. but man <laughs> let me tell you like the everything bagel like an egg and cheese uh, on hey, that Norma. sandwich on the everything bagel like money that thing is good like I don't get it a lot because of the carbs and all that but right. like damn Right. Um, anywho, uh, the and the coffee. I feel like the coffee could do better. The coffee could do better the at coffee, Jake. Yo, Jake's bagel. Bagel. You got Hold the on. bagel thing down. Hold We're on. not. Nobody's arguing about the bagels. Like the bagels are great. The bagel sandwiches are great. The coffee though. Jake's. Rough. Step it up, baby. Rough. Step it up, you baby. You got so much competition <laughs> for coffee in this Step. town. <laughs> Jake's bagel. I mean, the coffee is better at. Thornton's gas station. I, like, look, I'm not gonna go that far because I, I I can't tell you the last time I had gas station coffee, so I can't really compare. But maybe that's like, just like, maybe that's just, oof, <laughs> oof, like, but the bagel sandwiches. Let me tell you, they got oh, all the different smears. <laughs> anyway, so between Jake's Bagels and the Aurora Township building, there's a parking lot. We're gonna tear that parking lot out. We're gonna put these apartments in. Uh, the city gave them some money to do it because, of course, we did. It's less than 10% of the whole. Like, we gave them uh, $6.7 in incentives. Part of that is tax in increment financing. So we're really only taking, like, $3 million out of our coffers to pay for it. Dan says he likes Jake's coffee. You know what, Dan? No! Gonna hit the no! <laughs> Dan has to no! Man just had to throw it a lemon sits, in there like I like it. It sits in that pot, man. Like, well, wait a minute, hold on. Wait a minute, hold on. Then we just we just talked about agreeing with people 
We did. Who don't? Okay. Who don't? So, so let's use empathy here. We no, yes, Dan. So we're gonna establish right. boundaries. So long as I never have to drink that coffee. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. Then we, we can stick be, with the bagels. Then we can you be stick friends. with the coffee. That's right. Yeah. Then we can we we cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so Alderman, yeah, Alderman Reese unanimously approved roughly 6.7 million in incentives as part of a package with DAC Developments LLC. Mm -hmm. The company plans a 246 unit apartment building on North Broadway on the east bank of the Fox River in downtown Aurora. Here's my thing, and they're just ugly. Like the rendering, and maybe it's just the rendering. Maybe when it gets built, I'll be pleasantly surprised, but man, I am not inspired by this rendering. I have to tell you, and it has all the things. Like apparently, it's gonna have like a rooftop gardeny thing, and apparently, it's gonna it's got a pool and stuff like that. But and it's got some balconies, some sad little looking balconies. But man, it is not like an inviting structure. No, it's not sexy. It's not, not at all. It's not sexy. Not at all. It looks like it's got a. You know what it looks I like. I do love that they it's put got a little kayaks on the river. I like that. that it's got a <laughs> it's got rendering. a corporate Oak Brook Drive yeah, kind of it's feel. Not it looks good. yeah. It looks and like I, the place you go to it, to get a drug test. It feels like it's gonna look dated too. Like it feels like something out of the seventies. Like that's how we built apartment condo buildings back in the seventies. So like bomb chicka wow. Look, these things can change before they actually get constructed. I'm just saying, like, add a little more character to this thing because we have so much beautiful architecture. Mark uh, says mix up. vanilla and hazelnut at Jake's. Y'all like God, uh, us talking really? about Jake's. People yeah. now they're going in on. Now they they're clapping back. They're standing up for Jake's. I like that. It's fine. <laughs> they're clapping in back. In our institution again. Love uh, the bagels. All right. It's fine. <laughs> back off the Jake's. Damn, Jake's got fans. Okay, okay shout out. Okay. Um, I do like the location right there in the river. You know, go for a little no, morning walk. Eat your bagel. That patio Jake's has. Too. Yeah, that's nice. That's, that's what nice. I'm saying. That patio. Is is more charming than the $70 million apartment right. development. Um, so here's the thing. Now, a little bit of information uh, about the project. So the building will be built into what's now a parking lot, like Jeanette just said, between yep. uh, Jake's. And look, that, um, that's better than parking lots. It would be the first new private construction project downtown since River Street Plaza in 2007. How about that? Yeah. And before that, the last major private new construction was Hollywood Casino in 1992. But Victoria says, hold on, stop the press. Okay, all right. But across from Jake's is Two Brothers, uh -huh. which has awesome coffee. That's a fact. It's, you know. That's a fact. It's a little bright for TV. me. TV. It's a little, it's a little bit of, like, yes, I, I was, I was a Two Brothers addict. Let me tell you, though, when it uh, comes down to it, I really pick my coffee places based on uh all of my baristas <laughs> okay so the reason I that know, you don't like two brothers is because you couldn't develop a a page i had a rapport with the baristas some of them moved on and things like that right people uh, move on to from coffee jobs as they well should um yes but like it's all about my people Right, and because that's in the morning, yeah, I need the caffeine, but also I just need someone to be like, hey, Jeanette, how's your day going? With the city committing about $6.7 in incentives towards the project, DAC Developments would commit about $11 million of its own equity into the project and would secure about a $50 million loan. According to the development agreement, the city would give DAC Developments a $963,000 forgivable loan mm -hmm. up front Damn, talk about friends in high places. Yeah, look, I I'm mean... I'm going to give you 963000 That's just, take that, take that. Well, and another $2 million in 2022. Yeah, look, I mean, we've already, like, gone off the cliff of, like, here, just have money and build things, um, like, in this city. I don't even know, like... And, and I think I've said this a couple of times, like, look, if the gambles pay off, they pay off, like, big, you know, when it comes to tax increment financing... A downtown Aurora is the sort of community where that that TIF districts are actually designed for, right? right? So TIF districts get a really bad rap because you know friends friends in high places, right? There's there was a TIF district established on like State Street in downtown Chicago, but, and you're like, how is this a blighted neighborhood? But let me but, s 
we'll finish that. I didn't mean to cut you off. Finish that. But they were originally designed to kind of tip the scales to make it profitable for developers right. to build things. And when they are done well, the outcome for the community is that is increased tax revenue over the long term. Right. Because what I would like to say, and let me pull back and pause. Let me pause real quick. What I'd like to say is that I'm happy to see development and SHIT has to get done to make that happen. Yeah. So shout out to the city doing good things with development. Yeah. So now yeah. my on the flip side of that, oh, like if Lord. you are giving money uh, through TIFF or any other kind of incentive, that means you hold some purse strings and that means that you should direct, like you have more power to direct developments to do, uh, developers to do things, like create things that you really want to see in your community, right? That means that like, Make a, make a building not ugly, for instance. Right. Make sure that there's affordable housing units as part of right. the development. Make sure, like, this. the thing that's most confounding to me about this uh, rendering that they've got here is why is this all grass? Like, Because that's not grass. That's not grass? What do you say? Like, it's, no, in, in the picture, like yeah. Like, in the picture, there's just grass going straight up to the thing. And I'm like, why isn't that natural prairie, like, plantings? Because that's what we've done up and down the rest of the rivers. We've got, like, wetland, bioswale, native stuff. But because there's, because that's already, like, stone and concrete. Yeah, but pull it, you're pulling it out anyway to build the new thing. So, like, again... If you if you're if you're holding the purse strings even a little bit like you have the power to say like no this is what we really want there and I'm like mm, I could you just see that'd be cool that'd be here. cool to be a mayor like on those TV shows in the 80s when they come to you with this picture you could be like make it look better I let you yeah, like right. look let me tell you like <laughs> I have many and as a person who has like designed many things for mayors mm -hmm. uh, who have come back and been like I don't like the spacing between those periods there on this invitation or whatever uh, I'm like really this is what you're spending your your time on right. but like there are many other people on staff who could be like no put some native plantings in there the time is now 8:51 a.m. you are tuned into and watching Jeanette's planning on Good Morning Aurora the second largest city's first daily news podcast hello all you guys at home Hi. Uh, we're doing something new in our studio mm -hmm. um shouts out and don't know welcome. that i was warned that i was going to be on camera today Luckily, everybody is, i always look this amazing life, guys you're life, welcome life is <laughs> right We're, you're always ready always ready for you guys at home we appreciate you guys <laughs> tuning in visa arts asks will they make sure minority-owned contract companies be used to help build this apartment building that is an also excellent there's an excellent yeah, question. We'll now, up. now let me. We'll follow up. We'll we will follow up. Yeah. But let so, me I know mean, the city that does have a minority women-owned right. business program. But let me note that it. nowhere in the article does it show any, uh, or rather, give any information about diversity contracts, which is something I would have been proud to highlight. Diversity contracts had that been or a, affordable units. For affordable units yep. had that been a thing. So if yep. I was writing this, I would have been like, make sure that people know that yeah. you know, Brothers Incorporated LLC is doing the heavy lifting. But that's not in here. <laughs> Brothers Incorporated LLC. That's not no, in that's here. that's an amazing. That's <laughs> that was pretty good, right? No, that was pretty good. Brothers Incorporated LLC. <laughs> All right. Uh, All right. Next now, thing? Next thing. We got one more Moving topic right for you one guys. Time is 8.52 a.m. Born ready. Norma Peters. Norma Peters said born ready. That's right. Okay. Uh, one more topic. I hope you all didn't throw out your masks. Did you all throw out your face masks? You're going to need new ones. I'm really sorry. Yeah. We are. I feel like I warned you about this. You, I feel like if you back up the highlight roll, I'll be like, mm, don't throw your masks away. I think it was Friday the 18th of last month you did. Let's. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was. I think it was Friday the 18th of last month. That's Hold on. Uh, two brothers drip coffee is the best, and I'm a coffee snob, and y'all need mm. to come to Harry Beast Dog Parlor okay, you do to need pick to do up that. your dapper brews. Absolutely wonderful. That's right. Thank you very much, young man. Um, you know where my loyalty lies in coffee around here. Anyway. You like Society 57, like 57, which opens up at 11 a.m. At 11 a.m. It's open from 11 to 11.45 every day. Right. <laughs> so by the time you, so you are moving. you plan your day around yeah. it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but let's see here. Uh, so tell us about vaccinated people in Kane County. Um, the scarcity is what makes me like it more. Um, it's right. right. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's the fact all right. they open so late. That's why I drink the coffee. That's right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, okay. So here's here's the deal. Uh, the Delta variant's going around, and what they're starting to see is more breakthrough cases where, like, if you're vaccinated, you may still get it, and you might be mostly asymptomatic or real mild or whatever, but you can still pass it on to people. This is a new thing. The original COVID alpha variant, right, the first one that came out, like, COVID 1.0, did not have this issue, um, but they are starting to see it. Um, and and so as a result, what a lot of, uh, what the CDC now recommends is that if you are in a region where uh, there is substantial spread, everybody's got to wear a mask indoors again. So maybe next week if we see us like, I don't know, maybe we'll have to bubble up again. Um, but yeah, like masks inside, right? So in public places. So uh, Kane County as of yesterday was just below the threshold for a substan for substantial spread in the mm -hmm. community. Substantial spread is 50 cases, new, 50 new cases per 100,000 residents. Um, and we, as of yesterday, were at 47.14 and trending upwards quickly. So, uh, and other region, Cook County, I think, just um, just hit it. Like, lots of, lots of the surrounding counties around us have all hit that threshold. So uh, the way to get this pandemic cameras on now, so when I drop something in between my I know. on my lap, people can see it. I that know. was kind of that was mad awkward. I was like, nobody <laughs> saw it. Oh wait, there's two cameras. <laughs> Everybody saw that. So right. uh, the way the way to stop this virus, we've said over and over and over again, is get enough people vaccinated where it finally burns out, and that is still the case. Just because there have been a few breakthrough cases. Uh, of people who are vaccinated doesn't mean that the vaccine is not highly, highly effective right. in keeping you from getting sick and spreading this thing. Right. Uh, but uh, there comes a point where like the tipping point, there's just so many cases out in in the community among the unvaccinated that it, it, it starts to spread to the vaccinated people. So mm -hmm. get your vaccine, wear your mask, don't be a jerk about it. Right? In that order. Boundaries. In that order. Boundaries, right? Like, Wear your mask, get your vaccine, don't be don't a be jerk, jerk about, about it. it. Like, I that's love... probably my biggest one. <laughs> it's just like, don't just be cool, right? Someone's wearing a mask, like, don't don't be nasty to them. Someone's not wearing a mask, don't be nasty to them. Like, ask them politely if you're in the sort of setting where they should be, but like. Look at it this way. Look at it this way. If you got a nice house, you got a nice, healthy family. Mm -hmm. You got beautiful kids. Mm -hmm. You just put a pool in the backyard. Mm -hmm. And you're living in Batavia in a cul-de-sac mm -hmm. with an American flag hanging. Mm -hmm. I refuse to believe that... Was that your stomach? Maybe. I refuse... BTP has showed up to the broadcast. I, I refuse <laughs> to oh, believe... Man. I could tell, bro. Shit. <laughs> Um, I refuse to believe that your your day, your existence, and your patriotism is threatened by the guy at Chipotle wearing a mask yeah. as he prepares your food. Yeah. Why? Just be cool. Why be mean? Why be, be mean. obtuse? Yeah. Ben already gave us the word of the day, which is predilection, but predilection. obtuse is the yeah. second one. Um, don't be like that. Just be cool. Just be cool. Just be nice. Just be cool. Like, get your vaccine, wear your mask. All right, the get time is 8.57 a.m. Um, so the diatribe today, let's kind of circle the wagon back to that. Okay, Because I, right. I, I do want to... We got three minutes, let's go. The diatribe today was about uh, getting along with people that we don't agree with, okay? That is important. Let's all do our very best to make sure that we can build the kind of sandbox that we want. Don't shun people, attack it with empathy. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Attack it with empathy, maintain healthy boundaries, but yeah, like don't assume that you know everything, cause you don't. Right. Right? <laughs> like right. don't assume that they know nothing, cause that's probably not true. Right. Right, like, yeah. We hope that you guys really enjoyed this. Um, you know, they don't we, know we, as much as you do because you listen to and watch this podcast and thus 
you know, a lot of things. Right, exactly. Exactly. So the next time the next time your uncle Jimmy inebriated off of Bush Light tells you something that you know, tells you that Dr. Fauci is wrong, despite his Illustrious multiple, career as a as a virologist. Multiple multiple degrees and you know basically right. leading the fight in the AIDS epidemic. Just say you know things. what, Uncle Jimmy, you're right. Refill his old style, and I thought he was drinking Bush. Was it Bush? Yeah. Refill his see. Bush. <laughs> and There's, go about your two, business. These are two different spaces. I feel like Bush is more of a rural uh, cheap blogger. Old style is the urban. Cheap blogger, right? See, I guess I'm showing my. I guess I'm showing my. See, this is revealing. I guess I'm showing my. Old style is like Northside Cubbies games from like, uh, you know. See, as a brother, we see no distinction. (laughs) Bush, Bush is uh, you're playing cornhole out out in out in the sticks, right? In fact, you can even. Ben says. Ben says he got a mix. (laughs) He got the mix and match pack. Make it one bush, one old style, and what's another? And a another? natty light. And a natty light, right. right. For when you're slamming uh, cheap beer at your uh, yeah. college That's when y'all start playing party. Skinnered. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, Coors Light is different. Coors is like... I feel like Coors is more of a mainstream. Like, like Coors is... They got commercials. Coors is sort of in there with, like, your Miller Lights, your Bud Lights, Coors Lights, right? right? But, like, all the other ones a little bit more niche. Right. Like Schlitz. <laughs> Schlitz, yep, yep. yeah. You know, at one point in time, that used to be the number one selling beer in America. Yes, because the beer barons, they had uh, such tight control mm-hmm. post-prohibition. Yeah. Tracy Duran always... Oh, Dan says his uncle drinks Ice House. Your uncle, ice too? House. <laughs> Dan! Oh, man. And uh, Tracy says hams or red, white, and blue, hams. old okay. school. Ha- no, hams is respectable. Plus, like, you go to, like, the festivals outdoors and, you know, where the beer is just way overpriced to begin with, right? Where $8, it's like $8 for, dollars for, little... for a 12-ounce can. But that $8 will get you, like, the 16 or 20-ounce hams or whatever, like the big can of hams. Right. So, like, yeah, I'm drinking hams that day. Are you kidding yeah. me? <laughs> See, the interesting thing about it, too, like, but this is a, this is, this is how we build America, though, too. Because, like I said, this is kind of a, a brotherly all, kind all, of... All drinking the same beer. A like. brotherly kind of thing. Right. Like, I, those are not even options that I traditionally even knew until I, like, grew up and went places. Like, yeah. Montana. Look. Or the Sandwich Fair. You guys. You know? You guys, we cannot agree on many things in society. But we can, what we can agree on is that when you're cheap, hams. There you go. There you go. <laughs> like, we can all agree on our, like, it's kind of beer, but really it's mostly hydrating and it's August and I'm outside in the sun kind of beers. Ben Tennant, man, I called you Bennett today. I hope you can forgive a brother, but it flowed I'm so well when I took that. Bennett. <laughs> Bennett. All right. Um, so support us on Patreon, YouTube, Spotify. Subscribe to the show. We hope that you guys have subscribed to Buy buy an ad on the show. We'll we'll read. We'll talk about your business. Yep, and buy the mugs. The mug club has come, you guys. Uh, We have mugs at Treadwell now for thirty five dollars. You get coffee the whole month for free. Yeah, it's not just the mug. Yeah, it's not just the mug. It's not just that. Would thirty five dollars for a mug would be a little little much? But thirty five bucks for a free month coffee. That's that's a deal. People pay twenty five dollars for the Taylor Swift sticker. We're back to T Swift. We brought it home. We did. We did. <laughs> All right. Um, so, on behalf of Jeanette, explaining. That's me. And on behalf of Good Morning Aurora, we hope that all of you guys at home uh, enjoyed the show. We appreciate it. We got new digs, new set, and uh, pretty soon, Oprah. It's going to happen. <laughs> gonna happen that's where we're going it's gonna happen (laughs) uh take care of yourself and each other adios aurora that was kind of a little corny i know
Thank you.